Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. I just love this Christmas season. I hope that you're enjoying the Christmas season as well. You know, and it gets me thinking here, how many Christmas trees do you guys have up in your house? Uh, right now, currently, I believe we have, let me count, two, three. I think we just have three. Oh, I forgot about those two. We got five Christmas trees up in our house right now uh, and probably have, I don't know, three, maybe four more yet to go. Uh, we just really love the Christmas season here. And so go ahead and leave in the comments or let me know how many Christmas trees uh, do you guys have up? How many are you going to have up? Uh, and of course, um, are you looking forward to this Christmas season? But we're continuing our series on Christ the Christmas King. And we're going to be looking at today at is, is Christ the King of your relationships? And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Matthew 18, excuse me, 1, uh, verses 18 through 25, and it says this, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while they, while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. So all that was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by our Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took him his wife, and he did not know her till she brought forth her firstborn son, and they called his name Jesus. Well, we see here that uh, Joseph and Mary, they started off and they're betrothed. And uh, you can you, you can kind of understand here that this would uh, that this would be kind of a, a major deal for him to find out that, you know, Mary was was pregnant. Joseph was a just man. And uh, Mary, he finds out that his his wife to be that she's pregnant and it's not by him. And, and so th this would be something that would be weighing very, very heavily upon uh, Joseph's mind. Of course, this would have been quite the predicament uh, for them to be in. And he was, you know, sitting here thinking, how in the world should I put her away? Should I make her a public spectacle? Uh, should we break up in a public way that she becomes a public spectacle? Uh, or should I do this this privately? Uh, privately, And I mean, you know, Joseph is a just man. He's a man who has a, a good reputation. Uh, you can imagine that this would have been an incredibly difficult situation for him to be in, as he's somebody who has a, a good reputation. And people are, are uh, you know— Probably looking around and, and and eventually, at least when Mary starts showing that she's with child, uh, they're going to be thinking some some things of, oh, Joseph, you know, yeah, you're a holier than thou, huh? Yeah, I remember when, you know, you were saying that, you know, that wasn't a good thing to do. You know, you're talking about the law of God and being just and all this, but look at you now. Or, of course, you know, whoa, Joseph, man, you sure picked a winner there, huh? You, you know— 
These would have probably been some of the things that Joseph would have been facing and some of the things that Joseph would have been thinking about and considering. I mean, this would have been an incredibly difficult situation. And can you imagine Mary coming and telling Joseph, Joseph, you'll never believe, you know, this angel came to me and told me that, you know, I'm going to go and, 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 and have a baby and, and, and I'm pregnant. You know, I mean, can you imagine he's probably sitting here thinking, whoa, she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You know, what is going on here? Because, I mean, you know, I hate to point this out. It's just the obvious, but virgins don't get pregnant except in this one situation, in this one circumstance. And we see here that they were betrothed. They were betrothed. See, this is a lot of times it's just said it's it's like they were engaged. And, and it's true. It would have been like an engagement, but a betrothal what was a lot. It, it was a legal contract. It was legally binding. Um, it wasn't something that you could just go and take your ring off and throw it at somebody's head and say, you know, hey, we're done. We're broken up. You know, we're not doing this anymore. This was this was something that was a legal contract that, that Joseph had to go and to look at. And they would have had to get a divorce uh, in order to go and to get out of this betrothal. It was a a serious, serious kind of a thing. And Mary, of course, like I said, she was pregnant. And so uh, Joseph's decision was, will I divorce Mary openly or will I divorce her privately? Uh, and of course, if he divorced her openly, this would probably save his name because he could go and say, look, she's not pure. She's with child and it's not my child. And this would lead, though, to great shame for Mary. But on the other side, if he divorced her privately, this would tarnish his name uh, because it would be a divorce that would be on his record. But then also people would be kind of be wondering what's going on here. You know, are you some deadbeat here, Joseph, or what's going on? But it would benefit Mary because it would allow her to marry another man and it would possibly uh, cover up her her being pregnant, at least in Joseph's mind, because she could go and and then marry this other man and be with him. And, uh, you, you know, they could kind of do their whole thing, however they were going to go and do that. But Joseph goes, and he has a vision, of course, uh, where an angel appears to him, and, and this changes everything for Joseph's life, because the situation then is explained. The angel explains to him, no, 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 no Joseph, you got it all wrong here. Mary is upright. Uh, this is God's doing. This child is of the Holy Spirit, and, and of course, this child is Jesus. It is Emmanuel. It is God with us. It is the King of Kings. It is the, the heir from the throne of David, whose kingdom there would be no end. It is the coming Messiah. That is who this child is. Uh, but it still, in a way, would have been a, a tough decision because people would find out and what would be the response? Well, the response would be that, that, that you know, Joseph, you're not as just as what you uh, seemed to be. There would be a tarnish upon his reputation. Um, there, there would be, it would take humility in order to go and to accept Mary as his wife, even though th there was nothing wrong that Mary did here in this situation. But, but it would take great humility in order for Joseph to go and to take Mary to be his wife because it would tarnish his reputation. And, and, the, and remember, these, these are, are people who would continue to be the same people that they were, that Mary would continue to be upright, that Joseph would continue to be just. And so people would be looking at them very odd, but also uh, consider... Uh, you, you know, consider some of the practical things here. You know, it wasn't that 
they're married and then they have, you know, nine months at the very least in order to go in to prepare for a baby. Uh, they're going and preparing for other things, building a house, doing all kinds of other stuff. You know, Joseph's maybe continuing and working and building his carpentry uh, business or whatever it might be. And they don't have that that cushion of nine months in order to go and to get some things ready. Uh, also consider that they didn't get to choose the name of their firstborn son. Uh, that you, you know, that's a big thing for people when they get to go and to choose the name of their child. It's 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 a big deal. I mean, my wife, this isn't a child, but just when it comes to naming things, my wife, Sarah, she still reminds me that, uh, you know, she wanted to name our dog Toby. And I said, no, you can't name him Toby. That's like that's like the most generic dog name ever. I said, you know, there's there's no way that's how we got a dog named Russell. Is because I said no way to Toby, but but no naming somebody or naming something, but especially your firstborn child, that that's a big deal, that's a big deal, and they didn't get to choose the name. God chose the name. Now that's that's pretty cool, but uh, it's still one of those things where they would have to submit to. But it also uh, it would it would mean that. Um, he would probably have to make up with Mary because we, we don't know, you know, exactly what happened. The Bible doesn't tell us what happened, but I, I can I can use a sanctified imagination and it really doesn't take much of a sanctified imagination to think of what happens when you have an engaged couple, uh, a betrothed couple, and the, the woman comes to the man and says, I'm pregnant and he hasn't slept with her. Um, I'm guessing that the response was probably not, woohoo, that's great. Oh, yeah, it's from God. Woohoo. You know, we know it wasn't that because Joseph was going and and he was looking out and he was thinking, how am I going to divorce this woman? That's what he's saying. How am I going to put her away? So he probably had to go into make a mend to the relationship with Mary, which also would have took humility and it would have taken healing with the relationship and their feelings. It would take great love to take Mary as his wife uh, because it would have been easy to despise her because of the new quote-unquote problems. You know, parenting isn't for sissies. Children are difficult. And, and, and even, you, you know, even Jesus being, uh, being a baby, he still needed his diaper changed. Even though he's God, he still needed his diaper changed and he still needed to be fed. He still probably cried in the middle of the night saying, I'm hungry. Give me some food. It would not have been easy because parenting's not for sissies. But it would have also take, taken commitment. Would have taken commitment. And ultimately would have taken Joseph a surrender of his own kingdom to Christ's kingdom. He would have had to bow down to that baby that he was going to hold in his arms. Lay his kingdom aside and say, I'm going to serve Christ's kingdom. I'm going to serve Christ. And he had to do this through surrendering his relationships to God. See, Joseph did it. He did it with his wife. That would be a relationship that would affect his everyday life, the person that he would be closest to. He went and he surrendered that to God. He's sitting here in one moment saying, how am I going to divorce this woman? And to the next moment, he is following God in that relationship, taking her to be his wife. 
Wow. Wow. It would have changed his life. It would have altered his relationship, not only with Mary, but also with his family. How is he going to explain this one to his parents? No, no, I swear. I swear. It's the Messiah. It's the Messiah that's in her womb. It's I we didn't do nothing. It wasn't me. How, How would he explain that to his parents? How would he explain that to his friends? How would he explain that to everyone that was around him? In fact, we know, we know because later on there, there was this basically this accusation against Jesus that he was, was the son of a harlot essentially, or that he was, he he was born of an illegitimacy, that he was an illegitimate child, that these were the kind of rumors that people were going and talking about. This would have radically impacted Joseph's relationship, his everyday closest relationship with his wife, but also his his relationships with everybody around him, his friends, his family, all of these people. He had to surrender that to Christ's kingdom to go and to say, I'm going to obey God in this situation, no matter what it costs me, no matter what others think about me. I'm going to pursue God and obey God because I'm laying down my relationships in order to follow the kingship of Christ because I believe this baby that's being born is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You know, you should surrender your relationships too. All of your relationships, your marriage, your friendships, your acquaintances, the strangers that we come across, your brothers and sisters in Christ, your parents, your children, your siblings, whoever it might be, whatever relationship you have, you ought to surrender it to Christ. Go and put them in Christ's kingdom. Say, no matter what comes, no matter what it is, I'm going to follow Christ, no matter how it affects these relationships. And, and that's difficult sometimes. You know, we just got through Thanksgiving a lot of you probably were at a Thanksgiving table where if you brought Christ up, you might have been despised. You might have started a fight. But you know, that's a king that's worth fighting for. That you go and you tell them the relationship of Jesus is more important than your relationship with them. You know, some of you, it's difficult because you might have a child that has gone completely wayward and you might have to go and to tell that child, hey, you need to get out of my house. You can't stay here because you're living a life inside of sin. And I know that's difficult. That'd probably be the most difficult thing to go and to say and the most difficult decision to go and to make. But but if that's somebody who is going and they're living a life of active sin, complete rebellion against God, you can't aid and abed that and still say Christ is king. You can't do it. Either Christ is king or you're building your kingdom. You know, you might have some friendships that get ruined because you come out and you say Christ is king. Christ is king. He was born king of kings and Lord of lords, and I'm going to follow him, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that sin. But what will it take 
in order to truly make Christ king of your relationships, well, it's going to take love for others around you, but you have to love them rightly, which means you have to understand that they're only what what's best for them is that they're inside of Christ's kingdom, is that they're following the kingship of who Jesus Christ is, of Christ's kingship. It will also take commitment. It's not easy to follow the kingship of Christ, especially inside of relationships. I can tell you, I've lost a lot of friendships over the years, a lot of friendships. I could tell you story after story, dozens, if not near a hundred, if not over a hundred stories of people who were good friends of mine, people who I, who I loved dearly, but I came out and I said things like, you know, I think church is more important than the Super Bowl. And I can tell you, people don't like that message. There's still people who don't like me because I've said that. I could give you story after story after story. But it's because Christ is king of my relationships. And no matter what the relationship is, I love Jesus more and I'm going to follow Jesus most. It's going to take a commitment to Jesus Christ. It's also going to take that love for others around you, which means that you have to first love Christ rightly, be committed to Christ, love Christ rightly, then you can love others around you. And when you recognize that Christ is king and you can follow him, you can follow him anywhere, even like Joseph did, something that impacted his everyday life and every relationship of his friend and his family members. Uh, all of these people remembered this. It went on to the next generation because it was it was railed at Jesus himself, that he was illegitimate, and yet he wasn't. But Joseph surrendered his relationships to the kingship of Christ, to the kingship of that little baby that he was going to hold. And because he made that decision, you too can make that decision. You need to make that decision. Will you surrender your relationships to Christ? That's the question. Is he king of your relationships or are you building a kingdom? Your kingdom will fall, so don't do that. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.